Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien. So we're back this week. We're going to be talking about uh, the evil eye. Right. But before, let's do some brujaing. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's, so, what's up? What have you been up to? Okay. So this episode's coming out on the 10th. My birthday is the 12th. I'll be in mm. Vegas on the Ooh, 9th. Yes. Partying. Um, it's my 40th birthday. Uh, I'm not super excited about it, but I'm trying to be. Or 41st and a half. Don't even say it. <laughs> you, you, don't want my, you don't want my Sasha theory there, huh? I'll go ahead and give it to them. So I'm turning 40 on the okay, 12th, people. but Sasha thinks. Oh. You're... you're you're not turning 40. When you have your 40th birthday, it's because you have already lived 40 years, right? Think about when you have your first birthday. It's because you already lived one whole year. Mm -hmm. So when you have your 40th birthday, it's because you've already lived 40 years. So the day after you're starting your 41st birthday. <laughs> okay. So we should be having our freakouts in the nines, not yes. Exactly. <laughs> Because that's when you're actually, you know, the next day is when you're actually starting the next decade. <laughs> yes. There you go. So I'll be 41 or something. Yes. And um, then I just, and then my mom likes to believe in life starts at conception. So, you know, you add in another 40 weeks and you're, you're almost two years older than you think you are. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there you go. So nothing to fear. You're already there. Yeah. Um, Long ago. <laughs> So for Vegas, I'll definitely be doing some brujain. Uh, I want to bring some luck with me. There is a beautiful artist in the Vancouver area that does uh, wire-wrapped stones. Her name's Afina with all the wishes. Little plug. Mm -hmm. But she had this jade stone wrapped in this gold wire that I'm super attracted to. You can tell it's like for money. It's a super green stone, a lot of gold wire. So I'm going to be bringing that with me to Vegas probably going to do like a lucky bolsa to carry around in my pocket and yeah that will be my blue hunting for the week yeah. nice well and i actually saw fina at um the miwi festival where yes. i did my um bruhaing um miwi is an event that i do about three four times a year depending on how often they're in our in our city Mm -hmm. We're close enough because i don't do vancouver but they do portland and um and i always like to go because um Laura Lee um, does a great job of she do, she runs everything all the way down like from Grants Passage near California all the way to Bellingham almost um Canada mm -hmm. just like I think every weekend she has an event just she just tick 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 all she just has it in a different city you know north south to north and then east to like west west to the east she just covers the the both states completely and people but come when, out Oh yeah, people come out and she runs a really good, you know, I think um she's she just sent an email like at 2 30 in the morning today. And I was like, but and I was getting up early. So I actually saw it like 20 minutes later. And I was like, go to sleep. And she's like, you go to sleep. And I'm like, I'm getting up. You haven't gone to bed. <laughs> oh my goodness, doll. I was sure that she hadn't gone to bed. So, anyways, um, 
it's it's a really good event. I like to go because there's people I only do the ones that are in my area. Mm-hmm. But there are people that actually just go like on the circuit with her, right? And they go to all her events. And then that's like their vendor, you know, they're professional vendors, right? And they just like go to all the events with her. And you know, that's great. Me no, not so much. I only do like four events a year. And just like go to hers. And I just love it because they're really well organized. She does great promos and, you know, she treats everybody nice. And so when I go, since she has these people that always are at all the events, it feels like going to like with a mini family kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And it's a good vibe. So I really like that. Yeah. Very cool. So that was my Bruhang. And Afina I was there. So amazing. Yes. So let's get into it. We were going to talk about El, el Maldejo. Sí. I was I'm um, excited. You're excited. I was telling my, my I was telling my husband we were gonna talk Maldeojo and he's like, oh el Maldeojo, el Sereno, el Vix. That's like the staples of our culture. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we could definitely talk about Vix. Yeah. No, and el Sereno, my son goes, he, we, we were I was we were saying that my son goes by and he goes, El Sereno no existe. And I'm like, you bet it does. You're not going out. <laughs> you bet it. Sereno, just in case somebody doesn't know what it is, it's basically like nighttime mist. And all mothers protect their children from Sereno, from mm-hmm. the nighttime mist. And you're like, cover your head before you go out at night because you're going to catch a cold. Yep. <laughs> you're going to catch a Sereno. What we say is you're going to get Sereno. It's not even, I, I wouldn't, you know, I guess if we were to translate it, we would just say you're going to catch Sereno, which is basically, you know, you're going to catch the mist right right <laughs> but it's basically like you're gonna catch like a cold a weird cold from going out at night <laughs> yeah like a strange illness specifically from like feeling damp yeah yeah but it's yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so <laughs> sereno and mal de ojo <laughs> I, know, I like are too specific but el sereno we know comes from the climate and the environment right so right. we and then el mal de ojo comes from like witchy stuff yes <laughs> so we <laughs> So in Maldejo, you want to explain where it comes from? So it, what it, you understand it to be? So it's uh I've got it's definitely gonna be it's brought on by a glance or a stare. They usually it's usually you're gonna find it associated with pregnant women, babies, and children. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's brought on by envy or jealousy, or it can also be brought on by like extreme like rage or just like ill will towards someone. So it's like right. that giving a side eye but like really giving a side eye right yeah so it can be like anybody can get mal de ojo but the what you mentioned like pregnant women babies and children can get it like worse right because they're more like susceptible or vulnerable mm-hmm. than other people but like anybody can get like mal de ojo yeah right? and so um yeah and then it's it would be like the evil eye would be the other one Right. And then it's strange because then you have a mal de ojo as like I I don't know the 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 malady I guess. And right. then we have el ojo, right? As the abbreviation. And then you have the eye as like 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 the Hamas eye, right? That we see as the icon, which is also used, but it's used as a talisman to protect. Right. So they're different, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the condition and then you have like the icon or the amulet or talisman. So they're, they're different. And so it's not like one does, but one is actually used to like protect against the other. Right. 
So that's, we're just like complicated like that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. then you can, so for mal de ojo too, you can, it can be intentional or, but it doesn't have to be like, you can have like the, the conscious thought, like I'm, I'm going to look at this person and give them bad luck. Or you can just be so in your head about them and look at them and give it and direct it at them. Right. And usually it is like, um, unconscious or non-intentional. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because the the side eye or the conscious one, the one with ill intent, mm-hmm. is like like a higher degree one. It's like, yeah, yeah. But the unconscious one, the one that you're protecting with, um, like with the red string or with your talismans, like with the eye talismans, or with the um, asawache, um, which we'll talk about with in more details. Those what you're protecting against. Those you protect the ones. The, the one that you're protecting against with um, are the occasional or the non-intentional um, ones. Right. Yeah. Um, the other ones, we'll talk about them, but they would be, they you would have to actually do like a limpia to, to take the other ones away. Yes. Okay. So let's, um, so let's just get into that. So the non-intentional ones is just like, yeah, like you mentioned, they're just glances or envy or a desire from somebody that you know just like when you kind of like you know yeah <laughs> i don't know how to I, say <laughs> what your face just did but yeah the it was a scrunching of the nose with a stinky, yeah with the stinky face kind of <laughs> yeah perfect stinky, stinky face yeah, that works the yeah. stinky face kind of look or when you just have that thought pop in your head of like this ugh, person right mm-hmm and then there's also the one that's like when you desire something that somebody else has, but it's it's a desire. It's a positive thing. You think that you're actually giving them a compliment, but you desire it a little too much. Coveting. Yeah, coveting. That's a yeah. good word. That's a nice, nice. Bible Bible words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they have the, some of the best words, right? Yeah, the coveting, right? It's like mm, you want it so bad that it's just like it goes it goes beyond the it goes beyond a compliment and it goes into the oh it got stuck it becomes a little splinter right totally yeah and so there is an option if you find yourself coveting something and you notice it you have a way to actually reverse the maleojo that you're providing to somebody else and that is by touching the person. And you can actually, and like it, you, you can actually say, oh, let me touch, you know, let me do this so that I, you know, don't give you my leo. And that's by touching it, mm-hmm. right? You touch the person, you touch their hair, you touch the, the necklace, you touch whatever it is that you suddenly complimented, but that you went a little too far in desiring it and you touch it. And that's supposed to like reverse that um, my leo, right? Yes. Because the idea is, if you don't, something bad is going to happen to that item or article or person's um, aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, my daughter has really pretty hair, right? And every she she's like she does, yeah. <laughs> and and it's also um, it's also strange where we live, right? Because everybody around here doesn't really, you know, we're from a different country, and it's you know, it's not the final typical typical type of um trait that is found here yeah so it it stands out even more 
here. So everybody's constantly, you know, talking about her hair and wants to like, you know, comment on her hair and say something about her hair. And that's, you know, it's something that comes up often. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you get people that get like really caught up on it. Like, oh my God, they go even further. And so that's like when you want like, you you worry about el ojo, right? Yeah. And then, so in our culture, it would be seen better for somebody to actually touch the hair, right? Because that actually wards off the desire versus, (laughs) and then because they actually got to touch it and it kind of like, it dampens that need or it dampens that desire because the idea is like when something is so out of reach, it becomes something that you desire even more versus if you actually get to touch something, you're like, Oh, well, that's not, okay. Okay. I touched it. It, it. It's kind of dry. Oh, it's normal hair. Oh, okay. Right. It feels, you know, and then like it becomes something real, right. Or a shirt, right. Like they're looking at your dress and whatever, or your shirt and they're like, Oh, that's such a pretty shirt, whatever. And then you notice that it's a pretty short. And I'm like, Espérate, let me touch it just, you know, so I can ward off that evil eye. Because, and then when you touch it, you're like, oh, okay, it's just a normal cotty pot, you know, it's a right. shirt, whatever. I know, I know, I know what I'm touching. It just like, it dampens that desire in you. And you're like, oh, okay, it just feels more real. And it doesn't feel like something that's un- unattainable. Right. And that just like kills the evil eye. Right. And so, but here culturally, like touching somebody's hair, touching somebody's baby, touching, you know, that's like super no-nos. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird, right? Because culturally for us, that would be like the best thing to like avoid that maleojo. Because right. what happens when the maleojo isn't taken away, then the person can get sick. The first thing that happens is that the item or the thing gets blemished right right so like if it's a shirt you'll see that the person you know spills ketchup on it or it gets snagged and it breaks or something happens right but if it's like hair or if it's like a person's skin tone or something or you know their pretty smile or something they fall they break a tooth or their skin they get pimples or if the hair it gets like dry and brittle it's like you desired it so badly you didn't weren't able to like break the maleojo, then something bad happens to it. Right. That blemishes it. And so that's like the first thing. And then the second one, which is more general, is that the person actually gets sick, right? And mm-hmm. the, the the normal is just like a fever and like nausea. Mm-hmm. With babies, it's a uh, uh, like excessive Alex. crying, diarrhea, stuff like that. They say if the poop's green, that's a really big symptom. Yeah. And like the colicky babies, right? Mm -hmm. The colicky babies, like lots of people are like, oh, why is this baby crying so much? And the colicky babies. And so over here, everybody's like, oh, he's a colicky baby. We don't know why he's a fussy colicky baby or they gave him like colic water or whatever. But back home, all colicky babies would be like, oh, get in my leojo. Yeah. Get in my leojo. Like you just got to protect them. You got to find out what happened, who desired it. And then lots of times with babies, one of the things is that the baby is the desired object right right because lots of people or because of infertility or just because babies are something that you know babies babies have that power that they want you know (laughs) yes they do i mean 
That's how they survive. <laughs> they have to make themselves, you know, yes. desirable. Yes. So that you want to take care of them until, you know, they can survive on their own. So, and, and so that's why, you know, they become like the same object. And so like, if somebody's desiring the baby and they weren't like protected, that's why there's so many items that people use, right? Like in the, they use the Lilo Rojo, they use the Mano de Sabache. And they use that to protect the baby from el ojo. Mm -hmm. So especially during that like period of time that they're like a little bit more, not weak, but um, yeah, like susceptible to. Yeah. And it's yeah. even said like that people will do, they do the red string on the baby's wrist, on their right wrist until they can speak well enough to ward it off on their own. Mm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's. That's what I got for them for then those um the maleojo pasao, which is when you didn't like ward it oh, off. Yeah. And then so pasao is basically it went it went too far, right? So you didn't take care of it, you didn't like you felt ill, for example, because of a maleojo, and you didn't take care of it, and then it just got worse. Mm -hmm. And so the illness just progressed, and that's like maleojo pasao. Which is like it, it went like it, it went sour and went mm -hmm. really bad, like curdled milk or whatever. And that's like, you know, basically that's it. It just went it just went over, it spilled over, it got worse, you know. But you'll see in my Leo Pasao too more on purposeful, like my Leo. Oh, right. You wouldn't see it because somebody said that your hair was pretty or something that was not intentional just because of somebody that desired something but that they couldn't have but it wasn't on purpose it would happen more with somebody that wanted something that was yours mm -hmm. that they couldn't have or somebody that you know hated your guts and was desiring you know even if it was just mentally without doing any sort of work or anything like that it was just like desiring harm or or was envying you you know mm -hmm. they, that then, more that malicious intent gives it strength it gives it strength then and then it makes it worse. And especially if it's somebody close to you, which happens a lot, like with, um, like if there's a family member, like a sibling or a cousin or somebody that's close to you. And then there's a lot of like rivalry mm -hmm. and they're, they're close to you and they're seeing this. And so that energy is so close that it feeds that maleojo, that continuous maleojo. Yeah. Or somebody that you go to school with and then you see them all the time or somebody that you work with that you see them all the time. So that energy can be constantly fed, right? And if the person doesn't know how to protect themselves or if they don't believe in it, then that's they're constantly being, you know, receiving those waves and those waves and waves of negative energy and they're not doing anything to ward it off. It just breaks them down. Yeah. And they don't even know where it's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the mal de ojo. And then, so let's talk about um, ways to to ward the maleojo. So I want to talk about, so once it gets so far, because there are ways, because, uh, so once it gets so far, that's when they're in a, an extraction is done. Like that's when like a egg cleanse mm -hmm. type thing is done to extract it. Prior to that, it's something that's seen as a little bit lighter that you can like take a banyo, like you can wash off or protect yourself more easily. But once it gets past a certain point, then you see a curendero curendera for an extraction. Right. That's what I wanted to like go into, like what just like the ways that we could. So the first warding is just basically the string. Yeah. 
So you'll see lots of people that just have um, wear the red string, right? Mm -hmm. And lots of people um, actually wear the red string with an oval, right? Mm -hmm. With the, the eye, and just like, okay, I'm wearing the red string with an eye just to let you know that I'm protecting myself against el ojo, mm -hmm. right? And that's very common in our culture, right? We just wear el ojo, we wear the red string, and that's what it's for. It's just to ward off, and that's to ward off any unintentional mal de ojo that could come to you during the day somebody you know that really meant to compliment you or they like something and then unintentionally might have given you a little bit of my deal and that's yeah. what that string is for and the second and then for pregnant women um babies younger kids like you mentioned up to the age that they can actually talk and can ward themselves they we also use the the string and we use la mano savache which is the black um it's like black stone mm -hmm. and then and you can put that um lots of people put it on the ankle so it's like a grounding kind of protection is that lodestone mm, i don't know if it's lodestone in english i just call it a sawatch let me see what google says mm. a sabache in in it just says jet <laughs> oh But it's got to have like the stone has to have a, and then another one says black. I saw a stone in English. Oh, piedra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google is not being very helpful. Oh, Asavach is a very protective stone. There we go. Oh, okay. Very, very especially potent against the maldejo. Oh, there we go. Google helped a little bit, but kind of, <laughs> but it doesn't. And then what is the Spanish black stone for protection? The stone is the jet black Asawache stone. So it's just called Asawache. Okay. Okay. It's magic and protective. It's just Asawache. Asawache. Yeah. Asawache. So yeah. So there you go. That's Google for you. They, they know that they know what I'm talking about. It's Asawache. <laughs> um, so they'll use that one um usually on their I've, I've usually seen it on the ankles okay so because i think it's because it it can be a little bit more hidden but it's also um and for pregnant women i've seen it like they, they cover the belly button sometimes okay and i read about it being like a red ribbon uh hung across like a bassinet or the crib as well oh yeah i haven't seen that but yeah that makes sense as well and so and then, um, so just the ribbons and the stone are the first two like lines of defense. Obviously, you can always do a little energetic shield for yourself when you're, you know, walking around and working and living your daily life. And um, the second, the next one would be the touch, right? Mm -hmm. Which you can do yourself, like if you've noticed that that you are unintentionally giving maleojo. Or if you feel that somebody is giving you mal de ojo, right? Just even if it's not intentional, but you can ask them, right? You can say like, hey, tocame la camisa que me va a mal de ojo. Tocame lo que like, touch me, right? Because you're going to give me a mal de ojo. Right. And then you just like laugh it off, but get, here you go. Come, come well, on, get touch touched, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, get touch it, right? And then you brought it up and they'll laugh and giggle and then they go, okay, sure. And then just get that out of the way. And then it got brought up and the person will like realize, right? And then after that, um, the next one would be the baños, which I think we've done a yes. whole episode on baños. So 
towards the beginning, right? Like the second or third one. And then um, a baño and you just wash it off, right? Um, another one that works really well would be a scrub. So a scrub, especially like a salt scrub is really yeah. effective on just scrubbing anything off, especially if it, if it felt a little more negative or a little more intentional mm -hmm. because you want to really get that like dig in and get that energy off you yes okay. and don't forget don't be sleeping on salt scrubs because they're so good for you and think about just what salt does for us anyways like magically so it's just that's a really quick easy way to really get clean yeah and then last step and definitely um more it's definitely used when somebody has and it's like the main solution for maleojo or if you think that you've been um receiving maleojo or you're not sure if you got maleojo but you've started to feel ill or you've like definitely like already felt like the symptoms like the physical symptoms of the illness of maleojo as an illness it would be olympia mm -hmm. especially uh olympia huevo which we've also done an episode on yes i think we might have done like an episode and a half yeah yeah. Um, I think we did one where we did talked about limpias and then I think we did one just full on limpias. Mm -hmm. the huevo, right. Um, so, and then Olympia de huevo. And then when you do the Olympia de huevo, that's like for a big, you know, maleojo. Like yes. you definitely know that you've got somebody side-eyeing you or you are definitely feeling sick. Or if you have like um, maleojo pasado, where you're like sick, really sick, or you have um, constant maleojo. So like you're always in this place, you're always fine, but whenever you go to this place, you end up feeling like a headache or you end up like feeling nauseous when you leave that place. Right. Then you need uh, limpia for because of that place. And then you mm -hmm. need warding and protection for whenever you go back there. Because that means that, that at that place, somebody is giving you maleojo. That's right. And it's only at that location. Okay. I I don't know. I, I think we got it. Yeah, I did want to talk a little bit. I learned a little bit more about so the the eye amulet is the darker blue is so it's called the Nazar Nazar eye. Mm -hmm. the darker blue represents karmic and uh, karmic protection, and then the lighter blue represents general protection. And I thought that was like a really cool. I'd never read that before. That is cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Super. And then there is one more. So where I'm from, uh, where my family's from in Sonora and my, the community that we're linked with like native is uh, Yo, uh, Pascua Yaqui. And there is Ojo de, let's say this wrong, Ojo de Venado. Mm, yeah. And uh, so the Yaqui people are like the deer dancers. And so they also use specifically that Ojo de Venado to it changes color when it like it's absorbs stone, right? the eye. It's a seed. It's called it's a, a seed. seed. Yeah. And it changes color. And once the color goes dark, it's like sewn into a red string bracelet. But the when the seed changes color, then it's absorbed the maldeojo and then they can place another one on. I thought that was really cool. That's that makes sense because it's it's also like when we do the when you do the reeds, right? If the if the egg yolk has like certain color, it's because there's been maldeojo. So yeah. the the maldeojo is like changing or affecting the color mm -hmm. because it's been sucked in yeah yeah so what color is the seed um naturally is it like an amber color it's a lighter brown color and then yeah. it gets real dark 
yeah, it gets real dark. That's cool. And yeah, and and um I would also tell people to just like try to buy like the el, el hilo and the ready the run like either try to make it yourself or try to buy it from native communities if you can mm-hmm. instead of trying to buy it, you know, at like these Amazon. <laughs> Amazon or even these stores that have like jumped on the bandwagon of selling oh, yeah, yeah. mystical or um products that they are just they're just mass produced. Not only mass produced, but they're also just jumping on the bandwagon of selling metaphysical products now because they're more popular and they're just exploiting, you know, our traditions. Right. So go back to the source, you know. Absolutely. Because there's an abuelita back home. Yeah. That makes them and she can she's you know could use those three bucks more than you know the guy at the mall can yeah absolutely yeah nice so, yeah cool um want to jump into ron we'll roll into astrologia yes i do okay so we're starting okay so we're starting on the 11th so let's just start with the good stuff. The good stuff is Mercury goes into Gemini that day. And, you know, Mercury in Gemini is happy. That's his natural placement. He feels flirty, gossipy, quick, and just like, oh, let's talk. Let's jump around. Let's be everything we can be and just like jump around, jump, 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 jump around. <laughs> um, that day also, Pluto moves, Pluto's in, um, in retrograde and Pluto moves back into capricorn that day until next year until the 20th right so if you remember in march pluto moved into aquarius and it's like oh this is the biggest thing that's ever happened um it's gonna have him stay there you know you know pluto moves super slow so it's like this is the biggest thing ever um so i mean he's still at zero degrees He, he hasn't moved anywhere so he moved back into capricorn now and he'll be in capricorn for the rest of the year so this is sort of a, you know, looking at the structures, you know, petrocleaning, stuff like that. Like, what, what do we need to change? It's like, okay, this is when he moved into Aquarius. Aquarius, you know, that is more of like, let's show the power. Think of the 60s, right? You mm-hmm. know, big changes, modification in, in transformation in society. What do we want to do? A little bit of, you know working community um changes in structures revolutions stuff like that and the 60s is a good example because there were three major conjunctions between pluto and uranus in the 60s so that's why there were so many of those aspects um now it goes back into capricorn which is all about like you know ranking and women's day at home and all that kind of thing and so it'll it's going back it's like okay no wait we're not ready to change kind of thing right right so, like, no, how things you know the way it was and it's staying like that until january so it's like fighting kind of thing like trying to keep keep its full its foothold kind of thing okay It'll go back in January. So all of next year, it'll go back into Aquarius. And next year is an election year. All campaign time, it'll go back into Aquarius here. Um, then I'll have two months in Capricorn again. And then after that, it goes into Aquarius for 20 some years until 19, until 2043. So then I'll stay in, in Aquarius for real. Okay? okay. So it's just like the last, uh, 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 wait. <laughs> 
I, am I really going into Aquarius? I'm not sure. I'm not ready. Am I, am I taking this plunge? But I didn't finish, you know, these power struggles over here. <laughs> Wait, God. let me tidy up, you know? So it's just like those last, you know, adjustment kind of cranking there. So that's just what's going on there. So, and that's, you know, it moves really slow, but still. So that's happening on the 11th. Um, Then on the 12th, Venus squares Jupiter. So, you know, when Venus squares Jupiter, Venus is all about, you know, the house, the budget, food, um, looking pretty. And Jupiter is about expansion. So it's a day where you might overspend, you might overeat, you might over socialize, you might over relax, you might, you know, over everything. Okay. Are you in, are you in? Vegas that day. Yep. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Um, yeah. Then um, so you know, creativity can be challenged to take action. It might be a day where you're just like, I deserve it. I'm gonna splurge. Yeah, that sounds and right. So, yeah, that, that day is just like, yeah. Standards go kind of out the window on the, <laughs> on the swipe rights and the swipe lefts. You know, they're just like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. So that's well, the square Jupiter that day. 13th and 14th, I don't got much going on. 15th, Mercury square Saturn. This day is a little bit difficult to convey your ideas because Mercury likes to talk, obviously, but Saturn, you know, is a little bit more of a stricter, gloomier, pessimist kind of thing. Um, likes to see the worst in everything. So it's harder for it to explain everything because he's like in a gloomy state of mind and Mercury's like in Gemini. So it just wants to jump around and <laughs> doesn't want to sit down and listen to the whole spiel and the whole contract and whatever. So don't sign any contracts that day because the Mercury in Gemini is not going to be reading him. And the Saturn is going to be like, we need to sit down and look at this and look at the worst case scenario kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> and the Mercury is going to be like, no way. <laughs> so that's that day. The 17th, we have two aspects. We have Mercury sextiling Venus, which isn't a good day for socializing, harmony, hanging out with friends. It's good for charming people and getting people to give you money. It's a great day if you're a politician or if you're looking for donations or you know, drumming up money for a startup. It's a good day for that because you'll be charming and yeah, give me money. Okay. Okay. And it's good for hanging out with friends. What day was that? It's Saturday the 17th. Okay. That same day though, Saturn starts its retrograde, which will start and go on until the third, uh, November 3rd. So Saturn's in Pisces, right? Which started again. It also started in 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 March. Remember, mm -hmm. March was like super full. Yeah. So this this Saturn retrograde in Pisces, um, Pisces controls everything that's creativity, everything that is like energetic, like karmic, next world dreams, stuff like that. So what can we? Ex and you know, Saturn goes into retrograde every year for about six months. That's normal, right? Mm -hmm. But what can we expect with a retrograde in Saturn in Pisces? What well, we have to look at this, right? So what we can expect is um, a little bit of creativity blocks. So people that are creative can find themselves maybe stuck, maybe feeling like they have writer's block or creativity blocks. Um, we may find um, people feeling a little bit lower on their energy, like their energies gets a little bit like 
like wait like oh i don't i don't feel motivated to do what i want and what i need to do mm -hmm. um and lots of people will have to learn because saturn asks what it wants us to do is to learn how to set boundaries but since it's in pisces it's more of setting energetic boundaries more than physical or more than monetary or more than any other type of um, boundaries. It's more of a setting your energetic like field type of boundaries, right? Okay. So that's what we'll have to be learning between now and November. Um, this period of time, not necessarily starting on the 17th, but more towards the end can be a little bit hard for mental health. I'd say more towards the end of October, beginning of November, it can be a little bit harder as it winds down because it's going to be in a karmic degree. Okay. But we can talk about that as we get closer to that. Then on the 18th, the sun is going to be squaring Neptune, which can bring in prophetic dreams. It can be, so the Neptune you guys know is like watery. Foggy. Foggy is a better word, right? Okay. So Neptune doesn't let you necessarily see everything the way it really is. So this is sort of come, puts a little bit of rose-colored glasses on your reality, which can lead you to being a little bit gullible, right? Or being like false confidence. Okay. okay? So that's because it's sun. So it has to do with you. Okay. Okay. So that's some sun squaring Neptune. And that same day is the new moon in Gemini. Gemini wants to go out, have fun. So it's still a social, romantic kind of day, partying kind of day. So, you know, put those together. It's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be cool. You know, and the, not necessarily seeing everything for what it is. The 19th, Jupiter sextiling Saturn. Fabulous day for business. This is excellent for long-term results. It's not going to happen that same day, but anything you decide to do that day, is going to work long-term. So any investments, property, savings, anything long-term is going to work there because of course, Jupiter is that expansion, but Saturn is that cautious element, right? So it's going to come in and it's like, Jupiter is going to be like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. It's going to make us grow. And Saturn's going to add in that element of like, yes, but cautiously and correctly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. 20th, I don't have anything. 21st, we've got tons of things going on. We got the summer solstice, right? Longest yeah. um, day of the year. We have cancer season starting that day. Good. So that cancer oh. season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is very typical of a Gemini. <laughs> Let me explain to people. Most continuous signs don't love each other just think of it like think of whatever sun sign you are normally like the next sign right after yours it's not like your favorite okay yeah that's that's normal okay so but cancer season is great for slowing down getting in touch with family getting cozy feeling your feelings okay cookouts going to the water getting cozy that's what cancer season's for okay so we got the summer solstice we got the cousin cancer season kicking off and that day we also got mercury sextiling mars and mercury sextiling chiron so that day is chock full the mercury sextiling mars makes you feel driven it makes you feel like 
purposeful, like you know what you have to go and do. Very sexy, very flirty, very bold. You'll be direct with your words. So that's what nice. you're going to be. Yeah, because that Mercury is going to be like, oh, yeah, baby, I want you. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they're going to be like direct. <laughs> nice. That Mercury sextiling Chiron is going to be allowing you to be easily verbal about what your traumas are and stuff like that. So you'll seem like you're evolved and elevated. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking about. This happened to me, but that just, you know. You're gonna be like so. So that's the twenty first. That twenty first is not only yeah. the longest day of the of the year. You are gonna make the most of it because it is long. A lot of activity. A lot of activity going on that day. The twenty second, Mars trines Chiron. So similar to that, um, Mars, um, sextiling the Chiron. So it's also a favorable aspect. So both of those days are um favorable for the person being very aware of what their role of other traumas in driving them forward okay mm-hmm. then the 23rd i don't have anything except in a month venus retrograde will start so the 23rd venus shadow starts which just means that that was those first inklings of oh you know venus is in in, in leo still so she's still like divaing and like oh, pay attention to me <laughs> But now it's a little bit like since the shadow starts, it's like pay attention to me or else, mm. you know, to so just a little saucy. There you go. That's it. That's all we got. I awesome. mean, that 21st is long and she, she took over. Yeah. Thank That's you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about aloe. Mm, I like aloe and we need it with the sunburn. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> so Sabila, yeah. Sabila. Uh, so the parts used are going to be the leaf and the juice from the leaf. It promotes healing, it's anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, and it's used as a laxative as well. Treats burns, skin irritations, wounds, uh, rheumatism, heartburn, constipation, and indigestion. Magically, it's considered feminine. It's associated with water, the moon, and protection and luck. It is native to Africa. Um, It is one of the most highly regarded medicinal plants. It's said to uh, have given Cleopatra her fair complexion, and apparently it was uh, used to embalm Christ as well. The Spanish named the plant Sabia, coming from the Arabic word saber, which means patience. Aloe guards against evil influences and uh, prevents against household accidents. In Africa, aloe is hung over houses and doors to protect or drive away evil, as well as to bring in luck. In Mexico, wreaths are made with garlic, and I talked about these wreaths before. It's garlic, aloe, pictures of saints, lodestones, pine nuts, rock salt, and that's all hung um, on the in the doorway for protection and to welcome in luck and money for the household as well. Nice. I want to make one of those. I know. It sounds really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's cool. what I got. Nice. Cool. Hi, guys. So... Um, we've been getting more and more letters from you guys at our email, which is the brujas broadcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and we so appreciate it. We really love it. Yes, we love it. It makes us feel loved. <laughs> um, we've answered all of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We've been diligent. Or I'm, in- or I'm about to find out if we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to write to us. No, you yes. didn't answer mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and yes. So what we've decided is that we're actually going to add a new segment starting next episode. We're mm-hmm. going to start adding a little segment to our episodes where we're going to answer one of the reader questions mm-hmm. to our episodes. So keep on sending those emails and now um, also ask specific questions. <laughs> yeah, we'll be doing a listener question segment right at the beginning. So any hot topics, we'll try to get all that info out to you. Yeah, and it's not going to be like the whole episode because we'll still have our um, specific um, episode Yeah, about the theme that we've selected from our <laughs> from our rando list that we have on our <laughs> phones and on a little notebook and so forth mm-hmm. but we will also include a reader question i don't know if at the beginning we'll discuss that oh okay yeah yeah we'll add a reader question and so yeah keep sending those we really appreciate it and we we love the love and don't forget to rate and subscribe and what's the other thing they do like and share like and share yeah i'm like thumbs up i know it's like <laughs> that's the like one <laughs> okay that's it thank you thank you thank you so much for listening we'll be back with another episode the week after next but in the meantime you can email us at the broadcast at gmail.com for me dion you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com or for booking healing work i'm at unusualhealing.com or sdlunacy on instagram Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria 101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 